How's it going, marketing interns? Today, we are sponsored by MB Outdoors. And before we get to this recording of the live performance we did this past Thursday, let me tell you more about them. MB Outdoors is an adventure lifestyle and apparel brand aimed at sharing the excursions taken on all trails outside the hustle of suburbia. Uh, It has made a mission to give back with the direct help of every MB Outdoors customer and supporter. There are three charitable partners include Friends of the Boundary Waters Canoe Area, Team RWB, an organization enriching the lives of American veterans by connecting them to their community through physical and social activity, and Patriot Camp. Patriot Camp is located in the beauty of Montana. This organization empowers veterans by taking combat wounded and disabled veterans on outdoor adventures and providing outdoor therapy. And with that being said, please visit mboutdoors.com and when you see something you'd like to purchase, add that to your cart. And when you add that to your cart, please type in promo code BACKPOCKET for 15% off. We're giving you 15% off on all purchases with promo code BACKPOCKET, B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T. Please use our promo code. Please support the veterans. Please support MB Outdoors. And um, thank you. Now let's kick it to this live performance that we did this past Thursday that we so thoroughly enjoy. Thank you, all the marketing interns that came out and supported us. It was truly an inspirational experience, a learning experience, and we're willing to uh, admit that there were some hiccups, yet the experience itself was so joyful, and um, thank you. That's really what I want to say is thank you, marketing interns. You guys did a tremendous job at making us feel at home and easing the nerves, I'd like to say. So enjoy because... uh, Today is April 12th, and the boys from the back pocket are back, and we are live. How are we doing, Declan Brown? We're doing great. Before we get going, this is pretty crazy. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to all the marketing interns that came out tonight. I want to secondly say, if you're not a marketing intern, we have a sign up front where all you guys are getting food. And it tells you how to become a marketing intern. I suggest you get after that. Um, And then, in addition to that, I also want to say um, this is a podcast. We've never performed live. We uh, we perform live. We we know what we're doing. Andrew's right. We've performed live before. Uh, We just want uh, you guys to keep um, your voices just a little bit quieter just so we can focus. That was perfect. Thank you. And with that being said... um, Let's get after it. Yeah, I mean, this is a podcast, and uh, usually we record it, and then we hit submit. So this is the first time that we're sitting up here, or, like, allegedly. I mean, we've, we can say we've done live We're podcasts. live performers. Yeah, live performers. I know you usually hear musicians here, and it's like a background music type ordeal. But this time, you can enjoy a conversation of two wildly average dudes getting up here, having a conversation about wildly average topics, and bringing life and appreciation to the common individual, because that's kind of our mission statement. Yeah, it's all about, we, we recognize that everyone's an average person. We recognize that everyone is kind of the common man, but everyone's got their own story. Everyone's unique, and Andrew and I are average guys. We all have average qualities. We'll get to an average quality here in a second, um, but one thing that needs to just be said is everyone's got their own story, and uh, 
We're here to share ours, and we're here to share uh, Phil Zhao, who we're bringing on in probably about 20 minutes. He's going to be our guest today. Uh, this, yeah. He's the uh, CEO of Homie, uh, entrepreneur himself, graduated from Carleton. We'll get into a little bit more uh, later on, but he's a great individual, helped us kind of get where we wanted to go today. Yeah, and so um, a little bit, of, we'll do a little bit of introduction here um, about the back pocket. So um, let's talk about ourselves real let's quick. Uh, yeah, let's, we got to introduce ourselves. That's kind of a mistake on our Yeah, we got to throw out a couple brags, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing, I get comfortable now. Um, we're in for a long show. Uh, so my name's Declan Brown. I'm a senior mechanical engineer. Uh, you know, I, uh, I had probably 40 tackles in high school. Um, outside linebacker, go Raiders. Um, and then I think I had one interception. Uh, you can check out my huddle tape. It was pretty sweet. Andrew? Uh, so I'm Andrew and Sarah, and uh, I'm a wildly average individual. Um, I'm left-handed. Um, I'm very nervous right now. This is uh, something that I don't normally do. I'd say my average quality would be public speaking. Um, I'm kind of just acting like I'm confident. I think that's one thing I can do. You know, I'm, a, I'm an actor. You're doing great, podcasters. I'm doing you're well. Doing, you're doing okay, well. thank you. Appreciate it. Um, I mean, there's roughly, what would you say, 10,000, 20,000 people here. And easy. That's easily. Uh, this is the largest crowd we've ever had. And It'd be silly to think otherwise. And I, don't, I think maybe 10 of them are here for us. The rest are here for the free food. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. The free food, they're talking back there. I think they're ready for the chicken nuggets. Mozzarella sticks, that your average food. You got to go after we, the mozzo sticks. We provided it. It's on the company card. Yeah, it's on the company. So, yeah, that's another side segment is uh, the back pocket has a company card, um, and we spend it on pretty much everything, um, including this food for you guys, for the patrons, for the and, marketing interns. And the, the decor here, the, the feng shui. The feng shui. So that was one thing when we came in here. We were like, man, a live show is very difficult to put on because you have to do a setup beforehand an hour before. And so then we were just like, all right, let's throw in, let's throw some, uh, let's throw some posters up and see what happens. We needed to figure out the feng shui. I mean, I still really haven't figured out the proper usage of feng shui, but I do know it's like something positive energy, something along the lines of just enhancing the atmosphere. Has everything to do with interior design. And uh, yeah, interior design and John Lennon. I think he's part of feng shui with, and regarding, and probably John Belushi. Yeah. If your first name's John, you belong into the feng shui of any decor. That's a million percent correct. So that's enough about us. Um, we're going to st- talk a little bit about the back pocket, um, you know, the classic startup story. Um, we're not necessarily Genesis. We're not. Uh, we, we did not build the podcast in seven days. We are not Rome. We, we are not just this elegant empire. That's not us. Mm-hmm. Um, it just started. It started very funny. I, it started back in November of 2016, election time, big hot time. Andrew and I had a FaceTime. Um, and we were just like, we need to do a politics podcast. Yeah, we figured the best thing to talk about during that time was politics because um, we believe since we knew very little to nothing about politics, we'd be the perfect guys to talk about it. Yeah, if we knew nothing about politics, that we could make fun of politics and that everyone would love it. But then we quickly realized mainly our parents were kind of influences on this one and kind of said, hey... check yourself. I was so ecstatic about doing the the politics podcast. I ran home and, or like when I got home for spring or uh, winter break, I told my mom, I was like, Hey, we're going to do a podcast about politics and we're going to make fun of how stupid they are. And my mom was like, Oh my goodness. That's not a good idea. This is not my son. Yeah. So we quickly retracted that idea. Absolutely. And um, then we, we, we had no plan going in. Really, it was just uh, strikes and gutters type atmosphere, trial and error, ebbs and flows. And we went to Best Buy. I think that was our first move that we made 
to start the podcast. Oh my we goodness. met uh, Benny over at Best Buy. Benny Traps selling uh, audio equipment. Benny from Best Buy. And we got we got this little blue mic right here recording us today. And I think that just kickstarted the movement. We knew right when we made it down investment that we just had to commit to this because we need to get our money back. Yeah, so we're, we're dudes. We don't plan anything out. But the one thing we planned out was to buy a podcast mic. And the second we bought a podcast mic, we never turned back. We were committed. We knew that we just put $50 down on something that wasn't require, a requirement on us. Mm-hmm. So we had to make this thing happen. This wasn't food. This wasn't housing. This wasn't electricity. This was something that we needed to re- get our, our ROI on. And yeah. do you think we have? We've, we've done a great job, I okay. think. And now we're sitting here a year and two months later, still doing the podcast, still having an absolute blast. And it would not, again, it would not be anything possible. We wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for the support of our lovely marketing interns, would you say? Absolutely. Our marketing interns are the heartbeat of this podcast. And I know many of you out there right now are thinking, um, what does the back pocket mean? Um, And I can give you a little rundown on how we kind of started with the name creation. Um, It was originally going to be our time because, you know, if it's your time and it's my time, then technically isn't just our time. So we were kind of like, you know, that's kind of clever. But at the same time, we're like, eh, it doesn't really stick that well. That's not really us. Um, so we're heading back from Best Buy. We're heading down Creighton, just past the football field. Andrew looks at me and says, hey, man, what do you think about the idea of calling our podcast The Back Pocket? You know, safe, tucked away, always there when you need it. Just the most reliable thing you could possibly have. And I looked at him. I said, that was killer. That was killer. I mean, how average is your back pocket? How, how many of you use your back pocket? Can we, get a, can we get a show of hands? How many people use their back pocket? It, that was roughly an average amount of hands right okay. there. Yeah, I would say out of the 20,000 that are here, we probably got a 60% turnout. Yep. That's not bad. That's, uh, that's, we could be better, though. That's, that's the number we usually try to hit, though. Yeah. So I think we earned our, our keep on that one. Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of what we're all about, um, the back pocket. It's great. It's fun. Uh, yes. we're, Should we tell here? a little bit about our show? Like yeah, how so we get it going? The, yeah, the general layout. We mm-hmm. probably got to give them a little agenda. That's what you usually do, right? Yes. So we usually start off, you know, we like to create a relationship with our marketing interns. So we give our marketing interns like 15 minutes roughly of, you know, commentary segments that we generate for the week. Some of these kind of segments are the, the Maddie C Memorial. Well, I don't know. Or you have a size segment, or sometimes we do a little history battle. And Maybe we, a little let's talk business. Let's talk business with Austin Lorch. Um, other things we talk about, we get a little nostalgic, and we talk about segments that we've hit in the that, past. That's a new segment. That's a new segment. We, we t- we're trying to niche down right now and hit, hit our core segments. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's a trial and error process, like yeah, I mentioned. It's always strikes and gutters. Um, it's a hit or miss all the time, 100% of the time. Um, but what we always start out with what's... Then the most consistent thing about our podcast is in our average quality. Um, we're going to give that to you guys right away. Um, our average quality this week is um, hosting and performing a live show. Yes, this is definitely an average quality of ours because there is no editing on this time around. We are totally responsible for everything we say. I can't like run through this podcast an hour from now or this recording an hour from now and like take back anything I say. Everything, every word I say right now is set in stone, and I'm, that kind of freaks me out. Be- Just don't think about it. Yeah, don't think about it because I, one of these people are going to hold it against me in the future, and I'm going to be trapped. Here's, here's one thing I just realized about live performing. Uh, 
First of all, the crowd. That's, that's tough. That, those are distractions. Yeah. Um, the lights. It feels like no one's luckily, listening to me. Right, no. That, hopefully they are. Okay. Um, but the, the, the spotlight, it's really bright for you, but not for me because I have my Skyline specs on. Uh, these things are phenomenal. Uh, if you guys don't have Skyline specs, you're going to go ahead and get, buy some. You're going to need some. Um, they are polarized. They are sold in the Tommy shop. If you use promo code BACKPOCKET, you'll get 15% off on your purchase, and uh, you're just going to be looking fly. Yeah, so go ahead and visit them over at SkylineSpecs.com. Maybe follow them at SkylineSpecs. We have a representative from Skyline Specs here today that got us in, uh, into Skyline Specs, and they, they've been a very supportive uh, sponsor of ours. So please use promo code BACKPOCKET on their website and get 15% off. I got another one. Um, so when you're live performing, you have to have a mic. This is new for us. I've never held a mic before. Am I, I'm holding it like a fork, I think. I don't know if that's the right way to do it. You're, now, you're just like fist. Full on grab. Is that cool? Um, I don't know. I feel like is I that keep... how Is that how you hold your girlfriend's hand? Just grab it? Um, no. Okay. But... I'm a little more gentle with mine. I think I, like, I, I, like, I accept the mic a little more. Okay. Yeah, you have a nice presence up the here. The mic and I have like a much better relationship, I think. I think this is one of those times that we can uh, account towards the average quality of ours. You're definitely a much more pro at holding the mic where I'm probably below average. And then at the end of the day, we're just wildly average mic holders. Yeah. <laughs> Hands raised on that one. Yeah. Tough to watch. Um, but, you know, speaking of the different ideas that we've had in the past, um, this one, you know, performing live, probably not our best idea. But we also have other bad ideas that we wanted to talk about. And this is the intro of our new nostalgia segment. Andrew, would you like to intro us on the nostalgia segment? Yes. Yeah, so our first really... Um wildly average, maybe, maybe below average idea that we thought was going to be a hit was the, uh, representing the Chad Greenway Foundation. Um, we were going to do this by hosting a f- wiffle ball tournament, you know, get teams of nine and have maybe them pay $45. This was over a year ago, and uh, we really never followed through with that. We asked all our marketing interns, and we didn't get much feedback. I also want to say, like, the, when we were trying to put that on, like, we were just not really good marketers at the time. We would, like, invite 90 people and just be like, I bet all 90 people would join. Just not, not the case. No, it um, wasn't the case at all. But, you know, why, who wouldn't want to get Chad Greenway on the show? That guy, um, just a killer linebacker for the Vikings, or was, and said, hey, why not? Why not us? We're a Minnesota podcast. We figured he'd be the perfect guy. From not being from Minnesota, we were like, who's, who's Minnesota's favorite person? Who do they love the most? Who we do people like, look up to the most in Minnesota? And that person is Chad Greenway. Chad Greenway. Greenway. Absolutely. Um, I think one of my favorite things that we ever did that we've never done since then was on our first podcast, we took a history quiz. I don't know where we got this idea, but we just took a history quiz in the middle of our show, like very smoothly transitioned from average quality to let's take a history quiz. Uh, let me give you a quick thing. People, things that we are not, we are not math majors. We're not numbers majors. We are not history majors. And, and we're definitely not English majors or public speaking majors, but we are business majors and engineering guys. And podcasters. And, and podcasters mostly. Um, so the first question we asked on this history lesson, lesson was, uh, when is the Civil War? Yeah, yeah. And um, Declan, when, when do you think the Civil War was? I, when I, thought, I thought the Civil War was late 1800s. Okay, I, was I was like, you know, what the, you know what? The United States had a, a nice 100 years plus under their belt before they got in a fight. Mm-hmm. Not the chance. Not a ch- no, I thought it was How much earlier. I thought it was like the early, like tw- in the 20s. In the right teens, out of the maybe. gate. Right out of the gate. They were like fighting <laughs> with each other. 
and uh, we couldn't it, be more average on that. Yeah, we, it was like a hit and miss. And like right after that, we were like, all right, we're never doing a history quiz again because this is, was just embarrassing. So we figured, what's, what's the next best move? Do a situational podcast on an airplane. Because that's when the audio quality is the best, when you have white noise and you're at 40,000 feet flying over the Bermuda Triangle going right for Aruba. We said, hey, why not? Maybe we get, maybe we get the uh, flight attendant on. Maybe this is the one that makes us big. Maybe doing a podcast on an airplane puts us in a tier above all other podcasters. Yeah, because we said, who else has done a podcast over, on a plane? And we, I mean, doing the research that we do, we pride ourselves on research and uh, we, at that point, we had How would you no say idea. the audio quality turned out on that one? Good. Good, allegedly. Really good. It was the flight attendant's birthday. Yeah, I think. Alleg- allegedly. Um, those, those are a few things you might want to pick up on. We use phrases like allegedly quite often. You okay. know, cover our own tracks. Yeah, so we got yeah, to give our marketing interns kind of a, or maybe have, just educate everyone on our sayings, things that we say consistently. Um, checks out. Uh, anything, anything that is good, checks out. Sometimes we, um, we trap the puck on a segment because yeah. we feel like we're running it too long, so we just say, hey, well, let's trap the puck on this one. Sure. Um, what was another one? Uh, oh, uh, Sam Harridges, what did he say? Sam came up with a good one. Marketing intern of the week that week, he came up with, I'm not buying it. You know, that's just one of those times when someone says something a little edgy, a little offbeat, off the beaten path, and you're like, eh. The Timberwolves are really, really good at basketball, and they're uh, going to win the finals. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Uh, controversy is the air we breathe. That's we, another. So yeah. there we go. Now, controversy is the air we that. breathe. I, we can say whatever we want. Now that it's a live show, we, we kind of wield that shield, right? We signed a contract that kind of said um, if you say anything um, bad, bad, that we can. Or uh, vulgar. We'll cut the audio and yeah. uh, we'll ban you. Yeah, where's our man Nick? Nick is supposed to kick us off when we say something bad. Yeah, all right, Nick. He, he's not here, so I think he's we can kind of say anything yeah. at this point. I don't know. Um, Sounds like we can get away with murder. We're not going to try. Um, what other things did we try that didn't work? I mean, we always Some, talk about the weather. Yeah, so, well, that's just a, goes along with the things we're consistent about is yeah. just the weather. Obviously, the weather itself is not consistent, but everything else, I mean, we just, our talk about the weather, I would say, is consi- just consistent. It's fun. I think our talk about ourselves is consistent as well. Um, I mean, we're, we tagged our podcast as comedy, yet I think we've gotten like three or four laughs this night, maybe, maybe by Greg. Greg's... Greg Ebosher, big-time marketing intern, always good for a laugh. But um, I think we're, we might not have the one-liners that maybe Will, Fer- Will Farrell has, but we kind of have, like, the, um, the, the aura of a comedy person when someone looks at us. I mean, we're up here wearing khakis and a Cornell shirt, and you're wearing sunglasses, and so is John Lennon. I mean, that's just... Hey, it checks out. Exactly. Um, so what do you think... How much time do we have right now? Uh, we're working at about 9.30. Nine minutes, 30 seconds. Let's hit him with a curbside story. Okay. Uh, and that is going to be regarding being airport wizards. Um, so another thing that we, Andrew and I, pride ourselves on, or I guess, Andrew, you prided it on, You're very prideful about being really efficient at the airport. It is now deflected onto me. I was not efficient at the airport, but now I am. So let's go ahead and tell a curbside story, um, which is one of our segments where we just tell a really fun story um, side note, how the uh, curbside story segment started was um, I, for my job, I had to take a bus to work at 5 a.m. every morning off not of Lake brag. Street. Yeah, not to brag. I got a job this summer. <laughs> got paid. Um, but I had to sit outside a bus stop at 5 a.m. off Lake Street. And if anyone knows about Lake Street, it is just bananas. 
there are just people, homeless people, always asking for cigarettes, um, just always trying to man you for something. Uh, and, you know, and I would just sit there and I would just have these most, the most amazing stories about people like throwing up in front of me. No, tell the one about the binoculars. Oh, oh my God. So there's a guy who came up and had binoculars on or was looking through binoculars and he comes up to me and he's like, yo man, you got to check these binoculars out. I'm like, it is 5 a.m., man. I just want to get on my bus and go to my job that I had not to brag. And he was like, no, you have to check these binoculars out. And so I was like, all right. So I looked through them. Believe it or not, they're standard binoculars. Things looked closer than they should. Um, And so I was like, wow, dude, these are sweet. I really like these. And he goes, yeah, man. And then he, uh, he, so I, and I also at the time, like, I'm freaking out because, you know, I feel like this guy's going to jump me or something. No one just comes and says, hey, look at these binoculars. So I'm like holding on to my stuff and then also trying to look through the binoculars. And then I give them back to him like, dude, those are amazing. Like, you this can see is so things cool. so close now. Yeah, like, I cannot believe this. And the guy just turns and like looks at this woman and was like, this is amazing. And I was just like, yeah, that's really cool. Well, have a nice day, man. Like, enjoy your binoculars. And I think he tried to sell. He's like, how much do these run for? And you're like, uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe like 10 bucks. I was, he goes, how much, how, how, good do you think, how good do you think these binoculars are? Like, how much do you think I could sell them for? And I was like, eh, well, you know, 20 bucks. He's like, all right, have a nice day. Yeah, he tried to sell. Another favorite curbside story of mine would be uh, um, when I was at my family reunion when I was nine years old. Um, and so if, I can set the scene for you real quick. My family reunion's run, rough around... There's roughly around, I'd say, 100 in Sarah's there. And we were in Denver, Colorado at some ranch. And we don't belong in a ranch. We are Italians. We are not made for this scene by any means. We eat and we talk with our hands. Uh, that's, and we just create controversy. That's what we do. And for some reason, we went to a rodeo. And this was a very run-of-the-mill rodeo. You know, you have your, your horseback riding, jumping over stuff. Your, um, I don't know what, the lassoing of different animals. Just a bunch of cowboy stuff. Exactly. And you my know. dad signs me up for one of these events called mutton busting. And I'm nine years old. I'm super excited to just be part of this rodeo. And um, so I walk out there, and this cowboy this, with this thick white mustache looks at me and he says you ready to get your gear on and I'm just looking there like just smiling like yeah this is super exciting he puts a hockey helmet on me elbow pads knee pads and a life jacket and I'm like whoa what's what's this going on here and then they walk out this sheep and I did not realize what mutton busting meant and I guess it's riding a sheep and so they bring out a sheep and they just place it right in front of me The, the cowboy picks me up puts me on and he just says hold on for your dear life and I grab onto this really tiny, thin rope, and he spanks the sheep, and it takes off. I think I was on that thing for less than two seconds, and I fly off, and I just immediately start bawling. My dad comes running up. He picks me up with a huge smile on his face. I have a picture of it, if you could go on our Instagram page, and it's just, it's priceless. My dad is so proud of himself. He stuck his nine-year-old son on a sheep, and the, the entire and Sarah family always brings it up whenever I see them. Like, you, and lo and behold, my cousin who's seven years old, stood on the sheep longer, like four seconds. She's going to hold that one over you. Yeah, she can hold that over for me the rest of my life. I think from the dad perspective, it's like almost entirely better just because it's like, hey, check out my nine-year-old kid. He's about to ride this sheep, and he has no idea he's about to ride this sheep. Like, check it out. He's probably got like a couple rolling rocks to his rider's left, you know, drinking with the dads, of course. 
And it's a total dad move, and I am so excited to become a dad for that reason, to stick my son or daughter on a sheep in the future. It's family tradition. It's a family tradition, absolutely. Um, should we where trap the puck? Yeah, what, what, what time are we looking at? I say we bring on our guest and trap the puck. Ooh, let's trap the puck. Let's get after our guest. Um, Phil Zhao is our guest today, the CEO of Homie. He is a, just a phenomenal guy. Started uh, Homie, I think, we do our research, but he started Homie like two or three years ago. We'll have um, him talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have him, him talk about it. He's become a huge friend of ours and a big mentor in that way. He came on in August. Um, we've used him as a resource, and we've kind of tried to help him out where we, where we can, and he's helped us out a ton. So let's welcome Phil Zhao. How's it going, guys? How you all doing? Yeah? What about you in the back? Everyone in line, are you guys listening? You guys liking it? Yeah? Yeah, this is awesome, right? I think they like it. Yeah, I think they like it. How many of you guys have uh, subscribed and became a marketing intern in the back? Um, Do we just want to get a hand count? Hand just count, quick hand count. quick. Hold on, let's give them a sec. I, have, I feel like they have to be looking for summer internships. Right? You guys are doing summer internships? So, okay. Yes, yeah, a lot of we'll be hosting summer internships, and I know most of you guys are freshmen through juniors because you tend to have a meal plan at that age. Um, so please send us your resume, and we can, you can become an actual marketing intern, and we'll, you can put that on your resume. Yeah, you could. Um, so let's get it started um, with every guest. Um, actually, before we get into that, I just want to say, going off what Andrew had said before, was uh, Phil came out, reached out to us in roughly... August and came on our podcast and we've just had an awesome relationship since then. Um, but not to brag, uh, you know, Phil's the CEO and he reached out to us. And so as, as weenie podcasters, seven months in, uh, getting like family friends and, you know, whoever on your show scrounging for guests, he was the first person to ask to come on our podcast. Lo and behold, we found a golden gem in Phil Zhao. So I guess we'll start out our interview how we did the last time around. I hope you have another one in your back pocket, but we'll ask, like we ask all of our guests, what is your average quality? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, first off, thank you all for having me, for you guys and for everyone for showing up and listening. Uh, my name is Phil. I'm the CEO of Homie. Uh, I'm also applying for a marketing internship position at the back pocket, so it's a tough process. You know, we'll see how it goes. Hey, You're already a marketing intern, actually, so that's good. Congrats. Yeah. But yeah, so average quality, I think uh, that's a, I love that you guys ask this question because it makes you really think. Uh, I think my average quality is that I like to eat. I think a lot of people like to eat. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have to eat. Um, fun fact, I'm a competitive eater. I like the people on TV with the hot dogs. You know, I specialize in burritos and large sandwiches. So if anyone wants to have an eating competition, have you let actually, me know. Have you been entered into a, an actual eating contest? Or is this more like a family, friends type eating? Oh, event? no, no. So I'm a, I'm a professional eater. I've made money off this. Um, I never made it to Coney Island. You know, like Joey Chestnut. The big times. Mm-hmm. But um, I was... If you ever go to Southern California, where I'm from, um, it, the, my face is on the wall of a bunch of restaurants. We're eating large amounts of food in short amounts of time. So, yeah, check me out. I'm retired now. Yeah, okay. so... Makes sense. Understandable. Um... Are you a Kobayashi Shake guy? Dude, Kobayashi is like my role model. Um, I, I remember I was a kid. I watched him. Is it, is it bad? Is it too loud? How's that? Better? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. He's a, a Mike guy's right back here. Hey. Oh, thank you, man. Oh, mm-hmm. his name's not Mike. Uh, Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I watched him. But I watched Kobayashi as a kid. He was, like, he was eating against a grizzly bear in a, in a boxing ring. And I was like, wow, I want to be like that guy. And so I just like... 
always ate a lot, and so I started going to eating competitions and then just became a really good eater. That's absolutely phenomenal. Um, our next question that we usually ask all of our guests is, what does the back pocket mean to you? Man, that's a good question. Now, Steve, you, I know. I don't know how we came up with it. <laughs> so I found out about the back pocket because one of our actual marketing interns uh, basically said, these guys are doing something really cool. Uh, we should talk to them. Uh, seems like a lot of people are listening with, to what they have to say because they're genuinely interesting people. And so we reached out and, you know, sat in on, you know, one of your first podcasts. And, you know, what stood out to me is that you really hit on this thing of everyone is just a person, right? And the reason I'm here and I'm excited to talk about is I want to talk about how being average actually helped us build this company. Uh, telling stories about how, you know, average people doing average things can sometimes be the most not average so I guess that kind of like fades right into our next question, which would be like, how did Homie get started? And you can just kind of elaborate yeah, on that so end. That's good. So to take you back, I guess, seven years, I moved out to Minnesota seven years ago. I'm from California, L.A. area. Um, I, w- I was recruited to play tennis at Carleton College down in Northfield, Minnesota. And so um, am I talking to you guys or am I talking to... I, f- I feel like this is... I feel like it's a bit confusing. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's also interesting hearing myself talk um, with the mic. I don't, I can't really hold a conversation, but it's, 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 it's a working problem. I mean, we're just talking, right? Mm-hmm. So came out to Carleton. Um, I wanted to be an investment banker, and I wanted to be like the guys in the Wolf of Wall Street movies and have cool suits and shake hands really well and just like to be the dude. I uh, started applying for jobs on Wall Street and just realized it's really hard to get a job on Wall Street, especially when you're coming from Northfield, Minnesota. Like there aren't any companies that go to Northfield, Minnesota to go and recruit. So if you want a job, you have to go and, like, hustle and find, you have to, like, network or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so started applying for those jobs, and, you know, I didn't have a dad at Goldman Sachs or anything like that. So I just hit up all the alumni who went to my school. And that's turned into this really cool, well, it turned into an offer from pretty much every bulge bracket investment bank on Wall Street. And it wasn't because I was, like, super amazing. I had a you know, 3.5 GPA. But it was because there was a Carlton alum at every, at every investment bank that kind of pushed my resume in and helped me along the way. So I went to work for Morgan Stanley in Hong Kong. I was on the trading floor there, and I uh, lived the Wall Street life for a while, which it's not actually that fun. You, just, you work 100-hour weeks, and it's like, ugh. Can you give us a quick two roses and a thorn of Wall Street? Of Wall Street? Uh, so Wall Street's not actually like Wall. It's not like the street. There is a place called Wall Street, but... I was working, the Wall Street is like referring to like high finance, so investment banking, hedge fund management, private equity, stuff like that. And so I jumped in to the trading floor, and I was on the high-frequency trading desk. So that basically means, in, like in the time that it just took you to blink, billions of dollars were just transacted on the stock market. Not right now because the stock market's closed, but you know, when people are trading. And my job was to help write algorithms to help people trade faster than other people so that Morgan Stanley can make a ton of money. Uh, so that's how I started, and just... They found out I played tennis, so my job went from like building financial models to whining and dining hedge fund clients. My job was literally to go and bro out and play tennis with people and go for a steak and a bottle of red afterwards. It was like a great job as a 20-year-old. Um, had an expense account. You know, it, was, it was great, but it just wasn't really what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to actually build something instead of being a tennis player. And so uh, every job I'd gotten came from a Carleton alum, and so I built homie uh, to help students meet alumni and uh, get a, figure their lives out and to get a job. So. 
That's fantastic. I mean, how, hearing your story provides inspiration for us because we really um, understand what it takes in the long haul and uh, understand the long-term game of learning from each experience, I'd say. So from your experience handling um, just the tennis aspect and then being on Wall Street and being put in situations where you haven't been in, in before, we just kind of take those opportunities to grow. Um, like these situations right now, I mean, I feel like the next time we roll around, we'll probably be a little bit better. You always got to get better, and it's always just about learning and taking that next step. You're, we're, you would learn the most and have to be better um, between, you know, podcast one and podcast two, live show one and live show two, game one and game two, year one and year two of Homie. Um, so how exactly have you grown? I mean, you started this, what, your senior year, second semester. I, you guys are trimesters, right? So you guys started it, like, right before you graduated. How did you take that next step? Um, well, I mean, so it was actually this time, my senior year. So it's kind of like you guys are doing. You know, we were out there trying to get people to sign up for Homie. It's, for those of you who aren't on it or aren't using it or don't know what it is, it's kind of like a friendlier version of LinkedIn, but it's only for your school. And so you talk to alumni from your school, and if they like you, they can just go to your profile and they can click refer to my company. And instead of your resume getting lost in some black vortex of resumes, you actually get a job. You get a call from HR the next day. And so... It's, uh, we built it because we needed it at college, and so it's, we've scaled to thousands of users across 15 schools, so St. Thomas is one of those schools. Um, we've raised half a million dollars in angel funding. Uh, we've, we're working with Fortune 500 clients to hire interns. But, I mean, to get it all started, it was, I mean, there's a lot of just, you know, one of the reasons I really like you guys is that um, you appreciate that you don't have to be special, right? We had this editorial come in and interview us. It was, um, they were called Power Moves Twin Cities. And they were like, uh, they, they do all the video stuff. And they asked, what was your power move? And I was like, look, I'm 23 years old. My power move is admitting I don't know shit about shit. Right? And I, I believe that, right? And if you can admit that you don't know, which, you know, you're coming out of college, like you guys don't know shit, kind of. But uh, if you can admit that, then you put yourself in a really good position to learn. And I think that's really important to come to terms with as a young person. Uh, so, I think yeah, I think one of the coolest things that we've been able to learn throughout this process has been um, these interviews right here, putting in situations where you tend to not have the ability to, like these situations, having this discussion, having a conversation. It's usually in a more relaxed setting when we're up in um, our recording studio or we go to their place, and it's a conversation that you don't usually get to have with certain individuals. We are talking to the president of the university, Dr. Sullivan, and we'll have her on again um, in about a month, in about three weeks. We have lead specialists in sleep and inspirational stories, like just an Uber driver turned into becoming one of the most inspirational stories that we've heard with Shad Ireland, a dialysis patient that um, has ended up running triathlons. I mean, I, thank you for saying that because we don't regard ourselves special by any means, but the ability to have these conversations and the ability to be put in situations where we haven't been before has been one of the definitely th my favorite parts of this podcast. Yeah, and I think one thing that you mentioned too that just was really, really cool was you have to admit that you know nothing to learn something. And a lot of the times when you don't know anything, you're going to fail. And then from that, you have to come back and learn and have to be better. Um, where was, when was like your first big failure uh, in homie and like how did you rebound from that how what was the thing that you most learned from that failure 
So I remember, this is probably a year, a little over a year into Homie, uh, we had raised about $100,000 in funding at the time. And you know, we didn't have a business model when we started this. It was really just, let's help our friends meet alumni, and then we'll talk to each other, and then we'll get a ton of users, and then we'll worry about the whole like making money thing later. So investors were funding us, and, and we were out of money. Like, we had nothing. We, we weren't even really taking salaries. We rented out this house where we like lived and worked together. And I remember distinctly, like I had maxed out all my personal credit cards, and it was, it was a winter, winter night, and then uh, one of our guys was like, dude, I'm taking an offer at Google. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work here anymore. I was like, ah, shit. Like, you're a huge part of our engineering team of like three people. We just lost 33% of our company, um, and it was tough. Right? It was one of those moments where uh, I didn't know what to do. Like, I, we had nothing, right? I was watching on Instagram all my friends who were still in banking on their yacht parties and making, you know, 150, 200k a year. And you know, looking at that, it was one of those. Why did, it, why did you do it moments? And you guys are going to come to that too. Right? You're going to come to a moment, you're doing the back pocket, and I hope you guys run with this after graduation. I, I sincerely hope you do. Um, you're going to come to a moment where it's like, why are we doing this? Like, why didn't we take that stable job at Boeing or you know, Lockheed Martin? Why didn't I become a management consultant? And you know, you're going to realize that life is too short to do things that you don't care about. And once you find that passion, like once you find what you want to do, I mean, you should just go and run with it. Luckily, we've gotten out of the tougher spots, and you know, still a lot of pressure, a lot, a lot of stuff going on. But you no, know, going through that makes you come out stronger. Mm-hmm. It really, you really rally into the people that follow you most and who believe in you most at those times. And I think that's one of the things that we've learned when we hit a failure. We we're like, where do we go to next? We've tried to utilize the people that are closest to us. So Declan, I mean, who would you describe as the people that we've kind of? I mean, Phil, you've been awesome with us. I mean. This has been a situation where um, you came to us and we've been coming to you now for advice for six months and just helping us learn how to be an entrepreneur because that can be difficult in itself. So we, throughout our six, seven months of being a year of being an entrepreneur, have some advice for you now because you've given us so much. Um, yeah, so this is a, a game alert. Game. 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 Um, so... We play a game with all our guests. Uh, we always send you questions beforehand. We, we actually used to not send questions to people, which I think bad. looking back on that, like just, hey, come in for an interview. We'll blindly interview about every, all the questions, and uh, we expect you to answer them wholeheartedly. I don't know why we ever thought that was a good idea. I think we were just trying to be, you know, dingoes. Um, but we, you know, we, uh, we're going to play a game. We didn't send you this, but uh, we're going to put you on the spot. But this is because Andrew and I are podcasters. We do our research. Uh, we know you're an entrepreneur. Um, pretty easy to know that. Um, but we have some advice on how to be a good one, how to take that next step. You know, you're at a really pivotal moment in your uh, in, in Homie's career. We're going to give you some advice on how to take that next step and make Homie go to just that baller company. So Andrew, I you want to start yeah, off? Yeah, of course. I know that you are an avid tennis player, and, you, and you've already mentioned that you're, um, a, you were a professional eating uh, connoisseur. Um, now we recommend that you get into all country club sports. I mean, that's an absolute must. You need to be very efficient in golf. Maybe not even efficient, but you just need to be able to handle yourself oh, yeah. on a golf course. I mean, many entrepreneur ideas and relationships are established um, with your nine iron. Um, so I highly suggest 
going to a par three, going to the driving range, and just learning how to swing a golf club. Yeah, and you got to start somewhere. You also have to, not only do you have to learn how to golf proficiently, but you also know, learn how, need to know how to learn how to drink and golf at the same time. That's tough. Um, that's another, another advice that I would provide for you would be classical music is an absolute must, just being savvy in that department. You need to understand the, the arts of Beethoven and Mozart. Um, maybe throwing Bach. And I mean, he's one Mozart. of the more Mozart. They're, I say Bach's one of the more underrated, but highly prevalent. Um, if you know like Bach, I think you'll be able to get yeah, a few people, more investors. People forget about Bach. What are your thoughts so far? Any, any, anything? You know, it's. I love the points that you're bringing up, and I think a lot of them are relevant. Um, it's. Uh, it's funny because we just got this little putting green in our office. Like it's like a little. You know, you know, like those things where. You, you can putt and it comes back to you. And so we have, like, putting tournaments. Uh, so, so that's one part. Uh, two, the, the drinking aspect, right? I, it's, you know, I grew up, like, as a nerdy Chinese kid in Orange County, California, right? I didn't have white friends before I moved to Minnesota. And coming here was, like, I mean, there's not too many Chinese kids around here. Uh, any Chinese kids? No? Yeah. You're working on the whole diversity thing. I get it. Yeah. Um, but by the end of my senior year, senior year, I was living with four large bearded football and rugby players, and it was one of the best experiences of my life, like coming to Minnesota, and drinking beer was a big part of that. A very social thing. I'd never really, I'd never really had beer before I got to Minnesota. It was kind of weird. Um, but Carlton has this event called Beer Olympics. Uh, you guys should all listen to this. Uh, this is, if you're going to listen to anything I say, uh, and that includes all of you on kind of fringes who are waiting for chicken nuggets... Uh, one of my favorite experiences at Carleton College was this event called Beer Olympics. Uh, it's a two-day event, and it's a school-wide competition. So everybody, there's, there's 12 captains. Oh, look, they're all looking. Hey, you guys listening? Okay, cool. So there's 12 captains, and there's a school-wide draft. And you get drafted into a Beer Olympics team. And for weeks, you train. Uh, and there's a bunch of different events. There's... The 40-40, so you chug a 40 and you run a 40. Uh, there's, the, um, there's the high jump. That was my event. So it's basically like this giant beer bong, and you have to like beer bong as much beer as you can. Mm-hmm. The record is 80 ounces, and as a competitive eater, I, you know, that was my thing. Uh, I actually dislocated my jaw you know, during the event, I, yeah. which is just tough. You know? I think handling yourself in competitions, like golf and other yeah. situations, is a, is a, puts you a tier above other entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, competition, I, th- I say the back pocket thrives under competition. Um, another thing that we thrive on is, we mentioned a little bit of Wall Street, but financial talk. I feel like that is very important for on- entrepreneurs. You need well, to know buzzwords. Well, I mean, a big part of why I'm talking about Beer Olympics is that one of the reasons that I was able to get really cool opportunities at Morgan State is because beer really, really fast. And my boss would literally take me out to play tennis against these hedge fund guys and be like, chug this beer. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's not super workplace appropriate, but, like, having average skills like that are very important. We like that. Uh, we care about that. Here's another Keep one. Uh, in addition to the finance buzzwords, um, you got to just talk a lot of Bitcoin now. I think that's, oh, Bitcoin, the, Bitcoin. that's the new thing. Okay. Um, personally, I don't know anything about Bitcoin, but I, I could say... I do, I do know it's vo- volatile. It's, vo- it's volatile. It has assets. Um, it could give you equity and uh, buy low, sell high. Yeah, we used to mine Bitcoin in college. Uh, we rigged all the school computers so that during winter break, they'd all be mining Bitcoin. And so the whole thing with Bitcoin is that 
the electricity is a big thing. And so we were in the dorms, and so we got the computer lab rigged up, and it was, we, were, we had bit rigs going, and we probably, I wasn't really like super involved with it, but we had at least 15 Bitcoins, which, you know, I had, like with my buddies, 15 Bitcoins. No, look at, you look at the market now. We had guys who were li literally just, I mean, we spent it on the stupidest stuff. Like we bought pizza. And this is when Bitcoin is like 20 bucks, right? So we feel pretty stupid now, but you know. Do you happens. sell all of it? Do you still have any Bitcoin? I don't have any Bitcoin anymore. I've cashed everything out to build homie. Uh, the back pocket company card uh, has one Bitcoin. Uh, breaking news, breaking news. Um, we, we have a Bitcoin and we're looking to sell. Sweet. So marketing interns looking for one Bitcoin. We know it's volatile. We know it has assets and we know we're trying to sell high. Yeah, um, bonds. Is that a is that a buzzword bonds? too? Bonds. Bonds like relationships or like bonds, bonds like oh, fixed income products. Yeah, that. Oh, fixed income products. Yeah, bonds are bonds are really boring. It's just like okay, here's you're lending me money and then you're gonna pay interest on it and it's like there's really nothing sexy about bonds. Like I don't know why you'd bring it up in your podcast. All right, we'll trap the puck on that then. Um, so we finished wrapping up the back end of this interview. Uh, we do two. We ask two more questions. The first one is uh, your bar story. So let me, uh, Andrew and I, you know, podcasters, good at speaking. Um, you know, we're going to set the scene for you. So you're at Tiffany's Lounge. You, uh, you just were blowing off some steam after work. You know, it's happy hour, 4 o'clock. You sit down. Um, you, you order a drink. Um, and some guy sits next to you. Uh, maybe it's just like a weird, creepy guy or, you know, someone, something that, someone that kind of reminds me of a guy that we know, Austin Lorch. Maybe a creepy guy like Austin Lorch comes and sits next to you. What kind of story do you, like, if you, can, you have to talk to him, right? You have to say something. Um, what is this story that you would tell him um, that keeps this guy interested and uh, is a story kind of about yourself? That's a, hmm. So what is your bar story? So one time I walked into a bar. Right, this is, it was like a Korean barbecue restaurant. Um, it's called Hoban Korean Barbecue. It's in Uptown. And there's this, uh, I walk in and there's this guy, he's you know, 6'5", he's tatted up, he's got like the gold teeth, which I later learned are called grills. Uh, and he's got like dreads and, you know, growing up in like Chinese Orange County, like we didn't have too many like, you know, rapper people where I came from. And so I'm, in my mind, just like, I'm probably never going to hang out with this guy ever in my life. And we're at the after party and, you know, this song comes on and everyone's dancing to it and he's rapping to it and I'm like, dude, what's, what song is this? Like, this is a really good song. He's like, oh, this is my song. I was like, whoa. Right? And, you know, I'd never met a rapper before, so it's like, dude, you should come into our office. You know, we're downtown Minneapolis, right next to the senator. Like, it's a cool building. He's like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Talk to my, like, talk to my people. And he had, like, groupies and shit. And, just, and uh, so he comes to our office, and I ask him, do you ever rap about anything other than, like, shooting people or selling drugs or, like, the club? And he's like, what else is there? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, um... So I take him to like virtual reality tech conferences and he comes to meetings with us, with our lawyers at the IDS Tower. And I take him to Eden Prairie, which is like this super bougie tennis club area. And he plays tennis with some of our investors. I even got him a suit made in Hong Kong. And he started to see this world that was like not the streets. And he starts incorporating this into his music. And uh, it was crazy because another record label came in, they were like, wow, he's like the voice of the streets. Like, he's, he's got this new wave thing. And so they put a million and a half dollars behind him and his music. And so he just dropped, uh, he just dropped a couple songs, one with Rick Ross, it's 
called Bottles, uh, one with Gucci Mane and one with XXX Tentacion, which I think did like two million views in like two weeks. And so technically what we did was we signed him, right? We signed him so that he could do concerts and then we would basically make everyone sign up for Homie before they went to the concert. And then we realized that like we're helping people get internships and jobs and we're selling HR software. So like having a weed smoking rapper on payroll probably isn't like good for business. And so like we're still friends, but um, yeah, we, we built a rapper, which is kind of cool. And I think we've taken it and run with that advice. Um, we're about to have Moise Gino on the podcast. I know he's already making it big, but I think attaching yourself to a rapper or just an artist in general um, that's speaking a great story, it's always a pleasure to have that type of person on. And uh, I think he's going to take us to the next tier. So thank you for sharing that. And I think uh, we should yeah. get to the last question. Absolutely. Hit him with it. The last question for you today, Phil, would be, um, what did you learn today from the time that you woke up to the time that you're doing this podcast with us right now? Yeah, what did I learn? Um, so before this, I was at this board meeting um, it's for this nonprofit called Global Minnesota. The whole idea is like, how do we make Minnesota more global? And I think that uh, just a show of hands for like the people who are listening, how many of you are from Minnesota? Yeah. You guys have a lot of people listening. That's hey, like that's 10,000 people I, that just raised their hand. And that's cool. Like, I think it's, I think it's awesome like, that I, I love Minnesota. I've been here for seven years now. I feel like I'm part of the community. But when we first started off, like, I didn't really feel that way. There's like this whole, there's this trend of you grow up together here, you go to middle school and high school, and you all go to the U of M or St. Thomas or St. John's, and then you move to Uptown with your friends. Yeah, yeah, I don't like St. John's either. We don't, we don't talk about St. <laughs> John's on the podcast. No, no, no J word? Yeah, so we have a couple things banned on this podcast. The first is politics. The second is St. John's. I apologize. It's um, okay. Continue. So to be fair, I do like you guys much better. Uh, anyways, uh, so there's this whole trend. Like, you, you graduate, you, you have your friends, you move to Uptown, you go to Stella's and Libertines, then you, like, move to North Loop when you grow up a little more, and then you get married and you move to the western suburbs, and it's, like, rinse and repeat. Uh, and I don't mean to like poke fun at that, but for someone who's not from here, uh, it's really hard to break in because everyone has their friends. Right? Everyone, like, I don't need any new friends. I've had these friends my whole life. And I feel like that's something where, I mean, at the end of the day, like, how are you supposed to embrace new cultures and new ideas if you're hanging out with the same people all the time? Like, don't get me wrong, I love drinking beer, watching football, and like, I was at the Timberwolves game yesterday. It was great. But I think an important part of it is just like meeting new people. And that was something I learned today. And you know, I, I hope that other people can learn that too. And I think uh, you can meet as more people within your own university when you go on to homie.io. That's H-O-M-I.io. And that go ahead and please uh, create a membership on there because uh, we're trying to help Phil out as he helps us out throughout the process of being an entrepreneur. I mean, it's a difficult life out there. Not, I mean... You have, your, you have your supporters and you have your haters, and um, it's, just yeah. part, it's just how it goes. I mean, on the subject of haters, like, I think there are a lot of people today who maybe didn't know about the back pocket or are going to know about the back pocket in good ways and bad, right? You're going to have people shitting on you, like, who do these guys think they are? Like, you know, they think they're so average. They think they're so cool. But at the end of the day, like, they're always going to be haters. And, I mean, part of it is actually just embracing it, right? And just keep doing you and don't let anyone slow you down. Awesome. Thank you so much, Phil. We appreciate it. Yeah. Let's give a round of applause for Phil Zhao.
So we got about 10 more minutes left, and we're going to utilize that to hit the back end. And I know um, a lot of listeners that we have, I mean, a lot of our reoccurring listeners, marketing interns, um, sometimes don't even make it to the back end. And um, this is, I believe, when we're at our best, because now we've had time to settle down to, you know, um, kind of hit our, hit our groove, hit our stride, and people understand what we're getting at at this point. And this is when we feel like the people that listen at this point, those marketing interns, they're a tier above the rest. Absolutely. Don't you think, Deck? I 100% agree. Um, like you said, like now, we're, now we've done a live show for 50 minutes. Now we know how to hold our mic. Now we know how to talk somewhat. Um, it's great. And so, you know, this is when we're at our best. Uh, we always finish with a what did we learn in a feel-good story. However, however, we are going to give back to the marketing interns. We are going to fire up a little Q&A. Um, but before we begin, I need a volunteer to come up to the stage. Uh, Joey J- Farts. All right. What's he doing? He's our runner. You're going to be our mic guy. You're going to be our mic guy. So, so if you see someone raise their hand, you can go ahead. You're going to go run to them, and then they're going to ask the question, and we're going to answer it. Is that cool? I agree. Okay. So let's right. open up the um, floor now to uh, people that have questions for, um, for we us. we got a man's man right here. Hi, thank you for uh, taking my question. No problem. Um, I'd like to know where you generally land in Fortnite and what your main strategy is. That's a great question. What's your name, by the way? Timon. Thank you. Say, say that again. Timon. Okay. Um, so, uh, Andrew, I know you're not much of a Fortnite guy. I'm, I have about two weeks underneath my belt uh, in Fortnite. I have no duo wins. I have no squad wins. However, I have one solo win, and here's how I got my solo win. I'll, I'll wait for applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so you, the, the, the best place to go, you're flying in on the bus, you've got to map out your territory right away. You don't go to anywhere with these following names. Snobby Shores, Tilted Towers. Um, I've had no success at Lucky Landing either. Go to the places that, um, like the little prison that's not marked. Go to, like, the, um, the trailer park yard. I don't know. There's all these unmarked little ter- territories within the map. Go to those because no one else goes to them. It's, it's all about March Madness in Fortnite. It's survive in advance. Um, and then you got to, I mean, you're probably going to have to mans a couple guys along the way. Mans meaning kill. Um, you're going to have to get them along the way. Um, but you just got to work, work your way. The best time to get kills are um, you leave late to go to the, um, to, into the shield to miss the storm. Um, so you're behind other people that you just can gun down on your way to victory. That's my solution. Thank you, Deck. Uh, let's, let's open the floor to uh, more questions here. Any other questions? Declan, I, uh, sorry, I understand sorry, hold on, you're from, on. What's, from, what's you're from Denver, Colorado. Is that correct? Correct. So with the uh, horrible year that the Denver Broncos had last year, how do you feel about receiving the Minnesota Vikings rejects quarterback, Case Keenum, and are you going to be mad when the Denver Broncos have another terrible season this year? Uh, what's your name, by the way? I am uh, uh, Bill Johnson. Bill, Billy G's. All right. Billy G's. Um, so, great question. Uh, I think Case Keenum, in, he, we're actually trying to work on getting Case Keenum on the podcast. Um, he is just a great average quarterback. 
um, but he's also a process guy. Um, we're a po- process podcast. Um, he's just a guy who's, A, not going to turn the ball over. He's going to uh, make a couple miracles happen. He's going he's gonna to throw the ball over the middle field. Um, he's just going he's gonna to make complete passes. He could probably like 60%. He's going to get the job done. I mean, we're, we have a great defense. Um, we're building uh, right now. We have great receivers, great running backs. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this season. I'm, I'm, I'm just a positive guy. We're a positive podcast. That's where I stand. So I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of Case Keenum. However, I would like to see a uh, Baker Mayfield maybe get drafted. Thank you so much, Billy G. Billy G's. All right. Uh, uh, any other questions? Oh, we got we one in the back here. More. We have time for a few more. Yeah. If Declan doesn't take so long to answer. Sorry, that was a good answer. You can answer the next one. All right. Um, I was wondering what you two have personally done to aid in the epidemic of dumpy pants. Uh, I can I can take this question, Declan. <laughs> okay, go for it. Um, so for those of you who do not know, dumpy pants is when your jeans or slacks or really any type of pants. Um, should we, should it doesn't we stand up properly. and see if we have dumpy pants? Uh, sure. <laughs> so do, who, did we have dumpy pants? So um, I guess I, I have Again, pants. I think we're average dumpy pants guys. However, um, we're working on it. It's an epidemic. Um, it's everything. It just needs to be worked on. Thank you, Maria Vitale, for bringing light to this epidemic. We have time for two more questions. Any more? Uh, my name is Michael. I'm from St. Paul. Hi, Michael. Uh, Declan, I have a question for you. If you had to stack rank your roommates, uh, how would that go? Okay. Um, so just a premise, <laughs> Mike is my roommate. Um, so the roommates in the house are Mike, Joey the runner, um, Alex Ogren, Jimmy Dolan, and finally, Eric Weimer. Eric Weimer, we appreciate you, but we have to put you in last. Okay. Um, no, no, no. Number one. Actually, no, I'll go reverse. Um, so number five, Jimmy Dolan. Ooh. That's, I mean, he's not here. He's never around, so he's got to go five. Four, uh, Michael Hannon, uh, the guy who asked the question. Uh, he's just really dirty. He's a good kid, but he's just dirty. I don't think I've ever seen the man clean up. Uh, number three. This might shock some people, but we got Joey the runner. I'm not running this. <laughs> All right, Please Joey's number three. Before you do that. Actually, I'll reverse that. Uh, Alex Ogren at three, um, and then Joe Dixon at two, <laughs> and Eric Weimer at number one. Shocking, I know. And that's all. That's all. Next question. All right, for one final question here. So this one's to Declan. No one, no. We got to get one more after this to ask Andrew. But okay, continue. Yeah, I'm, what's your, sorry, what's your name, sorry. by the way? Um, my name's Rachel. Nice Hello, Rachel. Rachel. So we want to know your preference on the Big Apple, the Windy City, or the Emerald City. If you had to rank them or just give your preference. A lot of power rankings on that. Uh, remind me, the Emerald City is yep. Seattle. <laughs> it's then, up to you, I guess. You know. Okay, so this you feel. this is a great question, Rachel, and it brings up a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, had the pleasure, um, to go on a GA term trip. Um, it was a theater class. We went to London and Ireland. I'll be quick. I was, uh, I, I say this all the time. I was the only guy on the trip. It was one, me and 16 other girls. Um, I've never gotten more attention in my life and my, all my jokes hit. It was fun. Um, however, to piss the locals off, I would show up in these big scenes and I would say, oh my gosh, 
the Big Apple, man, and we're in London at the time. I'm like, the Big Apple just offers everything. I love this place. The Big Apple is phenomenal. Or then I'd be like, Motor City. This place is great. Um, but if I'm going to power rank which ones are the best, um, what were the three again? Emerald, the Windy, and the Big Apple. Uh, Windy, Windy City, Chicago, Big Apple, New York, and Emerald City, Seattle. Seattle, I actually learned, has the highest suicide rate, so that's why that has to go three. Thank you. Okay, one last question. Um, Runner Joe, we have one final one right up here in the front. Hey, guys. Uh, Austin Lorch here. Um, Hello, Austin. I'm wondering, uh, this question's for you, Andrew. Uh, Thank you. Can you please rank your roommates? Ah, uh, that's a great S- question. Since that question was asked to Declan. Yes. Okay, so we have Austin Lorch who asked the question. We have Greg Ebosher, Mark Amick, and Matthew Christensen. Um, we'll go in reverse. You're forgetting about one. There's a dog, Aurora. A dog, Aurora. Okay. Keep in mind who's here tonight. Absolutely. Um, we are going to rank this um, from least from bottom to top. Um, the bottom will be Austin Lorch. Then we'll hit Greg Ebosher. Then the dog, Aurora. Then Mark Amick, and then I'll, my fellow comrade, the owner of the dog, the man who founded the 18th hole, Matthew Christensen. So that concludes our Q&A. Um, should we wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, we just want to uh, clarify one thing. We've been saying marketing interns all night. I don't think many people understand that yet. Um, marketing interns are people who... Uh, market our podcast by word of mouth. So uh, we got people who listen to our show, who really enjoy our show, allegedly, and then they'll go tell their friends um, and then their friends' friends and then their family about how great our show is, and then they're going to listen to it, thus marketing our show and thus being an intern of the back pocket, more specifically a marketing intern. So thank you all of those reoccurring marketing interns that showed up today, and thank you to all of the uh, new marketing interns that we have. Yes. Okay. You're, he's, he's referring you to, to the Sandlot, yes. I believe. He asked me, what, was, what is it like to date Wendy, Wendy Peppercorn? Peppercorn? Is that correct? I'm going to think about that one because um, I have a girlfriend. She's lovely, and she's not Wendy Peppercorn. Um, but Wendy she, Peppercorn's a nice lady. I care about her. She's nice to me. Thank you. Um, so with that being said, we want to thank uh, Nick He's been uh, listening to us very thoroughly all night, and I think we've scaped by by thin ice on our content, but we just got the thumbs up, so thank you so much. Thanks for the thumbs up. Uh, thank you, Michaela, for putting this on for us. We reached out to her. She's done a tremendous job with arranging this whole thing. Uh, we appreciate you so much. We want to also thank uh, Sixth String producer Jim right here. Uh, we've been Instagram live all night because of Jim. Um, it's just been phenomenal work. Uh, we like to thank all you guys, and... Uh, it's been amazing. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone. We appreciate all your content or all your questions and listening to our content. Hopefully you listen to us in the future. We put out a podcast every Monday, uh, so you'll hear this one on Monday. And the next guest after that will be Tony Capra, and he is a big-time guest. Everyone tune in, folks. It's going to be a hell of a time. And with that being said, spread the word. Live life to the fullest. Man's other people. And uh, take care. Take care.